everyone, and this is your always tactful host, Pendy. And this is Paul, also known as East X Twitch. Ha ha! Uh, whoops! Ah. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Ho ho! Oh, oh, crap. You don't seem like you're doing too well over there. Uh, it's all good. It's it's part of my new training regimen. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> And what kind of training regimen are you doing? Well, I thought I would train like Dai and use the power of my inner eye. I have to fight blindfolded to do it. I figured it would help me in Dragon Quest Tech. Have at you! Oh, oh crap. Ah! Oh, look. It seems we still have that swimming pool from before. You do realize this, this kind of training is useless for a mobile game, right? Uh, maybe so. But maybe I can develop an Aura of, of justice to help me vanquish my foes. Take that! Wait, uh-oh. What? Ah, I regret nothing! While Pendy falls through the endless void, I'll go ahead and welcome our audience to Tactfully Die, a Slime Time podcast spinoff that covers just about everything in the world of Dragon Quest, the adventure of Die, and the Dragon Quest Tact mobile game. That's right. We'll talk about the latest and greatest with Dragon Quest Tact first. Good. Ten bucks says it's time to talk some tact. You know, as we continue to go through the new Dragon Quest III event, the new characters Zenlon and Ramia were the latest that were dropped into the game. Zenlon being the banner unit and Ramia being the free unit. Yeah, we should point out this event is actually just about to end. We're on the very tail end of it. And oh, yeah. a, new, a new event's about to start on the 16th of November. So just ahead of when we're recording this. So Zenlon, you say, and Ramia. Yeah. So um, I got Zenlon after doing... 15 pulls and that's not counting the paid pull mm. so yes i had to get him through the pity system which means that i spent 320 dollars plus tax on on gems so that's very annoying and it just kind of makes me mad at the game you know i feel dirty when i have to get something through the the pity pool like that mm. on the other hand he's such an important unit that i just don't feel like being handicapped for you know, two or three months until we have another way to get him. Yeah, I got lucky. I was able to get him on the uh, the paid pull. That's so much better. I mean, just the last two pulls have not been so great for me. I, I did get die from, I mean, not die. I got Airdrick somehow, but especially with Zen Ron, it's just been rough. So that's a shame. And then we have other people in our guild who are like, hey, I just got my fifth Zen, Zen Lawn and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, these people, they're not disclosing how much they spent. You know, like in some right. cases, they're super whales. You know, like 320, that's the very max I could possibly spend on a unit. And like, and it hurts. And I feel bad about it later. So um, I can't really just go for five hearts on a unit like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when a new banner comes along, our our guild likes to get together and do group pulls. But where were you when we did those group pulls? Were you at the Puff Puff Parlor again? You know, I, I can't remember exactly, but whatever night it was, it just didn't work out for me. But you know, maybe that's maybe that's where I was the, at the the Puff Puff Parlor. You know, getting those uh getting those slimes like in Dragon Quest Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been nice. In this event, we also had to collect the various Dragon Quest Three style orbs in order to get Ramia. You know, I've said it before, but I always love it when they can incorporate similar game mechanics from the game they are featuring. You had to go around the world and collect these same orbs in Dragon Quest Three to be able to use Ramia. I also like the battle road for this character, as there are various monsters that beg to ride Ramia for various reasons in the battle road story. Yeah, that was a fun little story, as a matter of fact, and she seems like a pretty good unit. 
We also had some Blossom updates, like with Zoma, the long-awaited Zoma blossoming. Yes, he has a great new typeless spell ability. I heard it's very good to get rid of those pesky diamond slimes. Also, scandal alert! Apparently, Mindini and Zoma are lovers. I don't know why you're so surprised. Mindini and I are lovers, too. (gasps) Yeah, You'd have to look pretty far to find somebody who hasn't been minning that Dini action. <laughs> uh, you know, I know it's just Mendini joking around, but I didn't expect that kind of joke from the game. Keep it coming, Tact. I'll take more of that. Related to the uh, the new Blossoms, I also got the farthest I've ever gotten in the Blossoming door stages. I got up to stage 36 out of 40. Uh, I didn't have the patience to get farther than that, especially since it, I think that was like the last night to do it when I got up to 36, but I'm really happy that I got up that high. Lots of rewards for doing it. Very impressive. I also got the farthest that I've ever gotten, which means that I beat 33. I haven't beaten 34 yet, but um, still, that's a lot for me because I'm like just a I'm a super busy dude. So it, it's hard to dedicate the time to moving forward on it. But I'm glad at least I've made some progress. Mm. Now, we were talking about blossoms earlier. And speaking of great blossoms, did you see the recent announcements from Japan? Hellsguard Vera and Marquis de Leon are getting blossoms. Yes. I am particularly happy about Vera getting an upgrade. She was one of my main units in Arena for a while. I actually happened to have her at five hearts. Um, I saw her new attack is another typeless martial attack. Uh, It hits in a straight line, occasionally hobbles the target, and pushes her back two squares, much like the attack that Stella does. On top of that, she gets an after-image ability that raises her agility and evasion proportional to the number of enemies she hits. It's a great combination that keeps her from getting physically attacked. Very fancy. And what about the marquee? Eh, it doesn't seem too oppressive. He gets this X-shaped lightning attack that lowers uh, martial resistance, but he does get the ability Pizarro has to survive a killing strike with one HP. That's always a great ability for any unit to have. Yeah, that should make the Marquis survive much longer than before. He's one of those units whose HP is just a little bit too low for its own good. And those Blossoms weren't the only news out of Japan. One of the next big events coming over there will be based on Dragon Quest Monsters Joker. Lots of new monsters will be coming to Tact, that were Joker exclusives. Yeah, that's right. I never really uh, got into most of the Monsters games. I I played a couple of them in the beginning. Like, I I got all the way through the first Dragon Quest Monsters. I played a little bit of two, but not that much. And I never played any of the Joker games. So all these monsters are completely new to me. I haven't seen any of them before. Neither have I. You know, I wish I had played those games, but yeah, I missed out on them. And of course, just in English markets, we also missed out on some due to not all of them being officially released over here. But the new monsters from that upcoming Japanese event look cool and different. I still want to see square slimes, though. At least one (laughs) of the monsters games had those. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would. I want to see a square slime too. Too. I like those. But you know, uh, since we are talking about Joker, I need to mention my joke of a week in Arena a couple weeks ago. I actually did, well, not a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. But even before that, I actually did very well uh, to the point where I got 79th place. And it was all because I had one fight go one too many rounds. I still think it's pretty stupid that you have to have a perfect week just to be in the top 50. Like even like the smallest little mistake, which would be going one one round too many, where it's just negative four points, 79th place, apparently. Even that doesn't get you in the top 50 uh, in a gold trophy. So they really need to to change that. To uh, if they made the gold trophy like top 100, then I'd be happy. But this week, uh, this past week before uh, when they had the breath week, 
I didn't do so well. Uh, it was the bonus week for breath attacks, and yeah, it's just not my specialty when it comes to characters with breath attacks. You know, once I lost a character in a fight, I just started experimenting with different breath teams that I did have, and I even lost a fight, like completely lost a fight, which I hadn't done that in quite a while. Just not good with breath units. Uh, my rank ended up being 1,062 on that one. That sounds like a rough week. I agree. I wish that there was a little more breathing room to get that uh, that top ranking as for the last week i did pretty well during it you know but not not super well i mean i didn't lose god forbid but yeah we i came in in like the top 500 on the most recent one i don't remember mm. what happened before that but yeah i guess i'm starting to get some decent breath units i mean i've got the three heart maldragora you know nice. cgm so he's my favorite unit really i love that guy and uh got the the nature guy who does whoosh what's his name again jamiris Jamiris. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's it. And and then now I have, I haven't used him in battle yet, but I've got Zenron as well. So all three of them, I believe, are good breath users. So yes, yeah. I mean, I'm getting there, but I'm still lacking the that Sis Dragon from uh, a couple months ago, whatever his name was. So he would have been nice to get too, but. We'll keep trying. Hmm. Getting back to the arena talk, we did very well in our previous guild tournament. I believe we got first place in the Platinum League. Our guild only lost one day of the tournament, but we picked up the slack after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great result for the guild arena. Definitely the best we've done since I've been there, and the shuffle of people we did between the different guilds really did pay off. How about your results in the live arena battle so far? Oh, the live arena's back. That's right. Well, uh, first let me say that I miss getting rewarded with, like gold and stuff every time you rank up because that was super sweet the yeah. first time around but anyway i'm actually doing pretty well i enjoy it you know it, the hard part is that many days i'm just too busy to play during the times that it's offered you know but there have been a few days here and there when i have like one or two hours to spare when it comes up and it's like man it's just a pleasure to play as long as i'm not hitting running up against too many super whales you know because as always the person who I mean, the person who has spent the most money is probably going to win those fights. It's not guaranteed because they may make a mistake or whatever, but they, they sure have a significant advantage. As far as how well I'm doing in the current live arena, I am at Ori Chalcom 5. I got up to 4, but I got knocked right back down again. Oh, <laughs> I've done pretty well myself uh, in the run-up phases. I just got high enough to get the max re rewards and, and then stopped because there wasn't any point after that. But now, you know, now that there's so many different ranks to go through and rewards yes. to try and get, uh, we're in phase one. Well, we just ended phase one of that in the main tournament. I've slowly, I slowly climbed up the ranks. Uh, I'm sitting at master four right now. I even ran into one of our guild mates when we were battling Boxman XL, RIP. Uh, remember how I regretted missing out on getting a uh, burning breath? back in the day well now you can get it in the live arena swap shop i was so glad to see that there and i know i should be saving for the sword but at the time i was so desperate for cash i had absolutely nothing i was getting some gold out of there at first now that we're into phase two uh i may have to do more of a defense team with the way that the arena is uh, physically set up but in phase one i was able to run with queen slime alina bianca and bizarro and did pretty well with them a lot of speed and a little bit of rng with charm hobble and critical hits but it worked out pretty well for me well you know i expected you to be ahead of me like you usually are in the individual arena but mm -hmm. no this time i'm on top that's cool well my team consists of sorrow maldragora bianca and dual magus i usually do well with them unless the other team has the agility to go first because if they do they 
typically are able to run down and smack us pretty hard before we can get to them. Or if the other guy has the obnoxious gem slime, because like gem slime can really be abused in real time, it seems, with the right teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's actually the oh the gem slime or the diamond slime? It's actually the gem slime who's been throwing me like Diamond Slime, I can kill reasonably well, but Gem Slime can just, like, heal Erdrick or whoever, and if they keep him out of your range... Oh, the gold the, one, yeah. Yeah, if they keep the Gem Slime out of your range, then he's just, like, limitlessly healing up the units you're trying to hit. And there's... I don't see a way to overcome that. It seems like the only thing to do would be to have, like, such great agility or reach that you could kill the Gem Slime right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah the Gem Slime... I think the only times I've seen the gem slime is in conjunction with the diamond slime and <laughs> I ran into a fight where he could just like unlimited heal back and forth and I couldn't couldn't do it. But hey, you know, I, I noticed you said you've got a, a dual magus. Um I, I saw that some people like to either on dual magus or even with the Ramia, they'll put the burning breath on one of those two units and they'll use that as one of the abilities that they'll go ahead and do which is great against teams that have Pizarro. So just something to think about. Yeah, because Burning Breath is the paralyzing attack? Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I use him for. Like, oh, if, okay. Yeah, if they've got Pizarro and he gets within the range of the Dual Magus, just bam, he's paralyzed and yep. it makes such a big difference. But um, sometimes they're, you know, the other player is more skillful and they deliberately keep him out of the way. And that's mm-hmm. fine too. Yeah, and, and people will do that with Ramia. I've noticed that very recently that they'll, they'll put probably the super high agility gear in Ramia so that she goes first and she'll have burning breath and she'll go ahead and go right for my Pizarro before I have a chance to do anything. That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> now then, before we get into the die portion of our show, it's time for the tact tip of the day. Tip of the day. Did you know that you can do no cost equipment alchemy? That's right, tacticians. You can save yourself gold and stamina by gathering oaken clubs in the Axe's intermediate equipment stages. That stage only costs you five stam a pop as well. That way, when you run into mission rewards that require you to do tons of alchemy, and that does happen with certain events, you can alchemize the Oaken Club for zero gold. It's the only piece of equipment in the game that will let you do that. That's amazing. And that was our tact tip of the day. Tip of the day. Now let's get into some die. Every week... We're going to review two episodes from the newest Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die Automate. In the future, we will also do reviews of the manga, upcoming Die console news, and maybe even a little bit about the merchandise as well. That's right. Send me merchandise and I will hoard. I mean, review it. <laughs> so first we have episode 19, the final Avon style technique. In this episode, Die must battle Flazard. To do so, he must slice Flazard's core using the air slash technique he has yet to master. We witness the results of a nice morph spell at the beginning of the episode. Zabuera has one of his minions use the spell to become a decoy, allowing the pint-sized general to escape the Wrath of Crocodile. Yeah, that was a nice reference to the games, because I think in 3 is where the morph spell uh, first shows up. So that's fun to see. Yeah. But yeah, in this uh, previous episode, we had a cliffhanger in which Mistfern appears on the scene with a seemingly dead Hadlar and a passed out Hyunkle. We find out in this episode that Mistfern simply left after collecting Hadlar. That was nice of him because he could have done worse. Hadlar's a lucky son of a gun, you know. We also get to see Dai use Whoosh to send the Blizzblaze Legion minions flying and then Pop and Mom cast alternating flame and ice spells to dispatch the minions. Yeah, it was a nice effect. I particularly like the look of the dancing flames as they all got frozen up. It was it was fun. It was nice. They had it coming. Blizzard launches a surprise attack from below the ground. Who knew he could do that? He almost slams Mom down with full force, but Crocodine swoops 
swoops in with a flying axe to save her. Kyoko joins the group as well. In the face of being seriously outnumbered, Flazard rips off his medal and explodes himself in a blaze of glory. At first, the heroes think he might have taken himself out. It was actually to divide himself into many smaller fragments to attack everyone. That's different. They use Pop as a funny target to help demonstrate this as well. He gets pelted in a more comical way than everybody else. When they get attacked, it's more serious, but Pop makes his goofy face when he's getting hit. Of course. And, you know, when Flazer does his attack, he calls this method Rock Bullets Shrapnel Detonation and begins his attack as the heroes try to counter to no avail. As he temporarily reforms his head or even his whole body from time to time, it has less fire and ice power to it and is also seriously creepy looking. That's one way to get ahead. Hyunkle advises Dai that he'll have to find and destroy Flazard's core, Flazard's only true weak spot. As Flazard reforms to prevent Mom from doing some healing, we find out that Flazard's motivation in his short life is to make a name for himself and get respect among his peers, no matter the cost, even if it means damaging his life energy to do these attacks against the heroes. He's a very much a, a go big or go home kind of guy. Hmm. Dai attempts an oven-style air slash to take out Flazard, but it doesn't take out his core. Not just yet. Yeah, I really love this scene when he first whips out the, the air slash. You get the nice effect of the air slash going through Flazard and then taking a chunk out of the tower behind him. And the, the animation of Flazard just kind of creepily getting back up, followed by his little evil laugh was perfect. Flazard is a foe that we love to hate, all right. And then in a flashback, we see Dai learning about the air slash move. It requires charging a weapon with an aura of justice to perform. Yes, the aura of justice is useful for enemies made with dark magic. It's a technique Dai had not yet perfected back when he was training under Avon. It also requires the user to aim it toward a dark magic monster's weak spot, a place invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, Dai keeps trying, but to no avail. Hyunkle decides to cut himself, and he flings his blood at Dai's eyes to blind him. It forces Dai to concentrate with his inner eye to make more effective use of his air slash. Yeah, Dai now has herpes, but that's a small price to pay. With his inner eye in full gear, Dai can finally use his... Aura of Justice! To take out Flazard's core, which he does. The episode ends with Flazard crying in pain as he starts to split in half. Not bad. Any comparisons to the original anime? Well, you know, uh, besides the blatant panty shots from Bomb that they took out, I was actually really disappointed they took out uh, the rock bombs. They had panties in the original? And rock bombs, I guess? Yes, yes, they did. The rock bombs end up uh they're surrounding the tower and when the blizzblaze legion comes to attack the they uh they get attached to the rocks as a they're attacking dying company and they just start blowing up because of it and pop freaking out about them was just absolutely hilarious dang it's a shame we often have to lose those little undergarments i mean moments in the new show <laughs> you know we also miss a little bit of bit of hijinks with Baddock and Gomechan in a few scenes. In one scene, they even happen to see some Hawkmen carry off Hadlar in a coffin. You know, plus, we miss some scenes where Menorov and one of the sages discuss how they might get the uh, the party of heroes back from the island and discuss the chances of them succeeding, of actually the heroes succeeding on the island and defeating Flazard and company. Thank you, Matt. Matariv? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, those all sound like rewarding scenes for viewers who are mighty enough to go back and watch the classic show. More Baduck is always great. Yeah, you know, this was, uh, overall, this is a pretty good episode. Uh, it's the classic blind hero trope, but it was fun to see Flazar go all out. Still would have liked to see those rock bombs make an appearance, though. You know, I'm thinking Dai should just be blind all the time, because it was, it was really an improvement for the show. <laughs> 
Next up is episode 20, Now I Slice Everything. In this episode, Mist Vern appears to give Flazard magic armor so that he can try to take out Die and company. Die is able to take Flazard out with an Avon Strash, and the heroes spend the night celebrating. We start the episode by finding out that Hadlar has returned from the dead. Oh noes! We learn that his body is made from Dark Aura, and that as long as Mist Vern and Dark King Vern are around, they can keep reviving Hadlar at will with their Dark Aura. How convenient for him. And each time he revives, Hadlar becomes even more powerful than before. What a tough guy. Yeah, you know, kind of similar to uh, Dragon Ball Z, where we learn that Saiyans become even more powerful if they get be- beaten close to death and survive. Yep. Then back outside the tower, as Flazard starts to split in half, Pop eliminates the villain's frost side. Kyoko goes in for the kill, but Miss Vern intervenes and supplies Flazard with a nasty piece of armor. It's even powerful enough to overcome Crocodile's strength. You know, uh, and then uh, Miss Vern converts Flazard into a dark aura fire to be able to control the armor, but also at the cost of being his servant. But he doesn't really have much of a choice, so he agrees to it. Yeah, that's true. I love how that goes against his, you know, his natural personality and such. But it's that or die, so what's he going to do? Mm-hmm. Then Flazard is able to take on everyone who comes at him in this armor, Except for Die. Yeah, Die isn't even phased by Flazard whatsoever. He deftly maneuvers around him and takes him out with his now fully perfected Avon Strash. Strash. He fully perfected Avon Strash. 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 You know, it's really Strash, but it sounds wrong to say anything but Strash, doesn't it? It does. Takes him out with his now fully perfected Avon Strash. Strash. Avon. (laughs) Avon. Well, I basically said it okay. <laughs> Even Miss Vern is impressed. He then decides to take off, and the heroes make their way towards the frozen princess. The princess is still mostly frozen and in danger of dying if they don't hurry the process up. I think she's, if they don't get her by the time the sun sets, that she's a goner. Yep, they've only got minutes to spare, and their regular spells aren't enough to thaw her out. No, and they, they decide to try and supercharge with a mom's magic gun bullets. Yeah. Which Pop can't do, but Die is able to use his special powers to do it and save Leona. That's the power of love, baby. And, and the power of MP, as basically Pop had ran out. <laughs> Classic Pop. Yeah. But, you know, in the process, the magic bullet gun, unfortunately, is destroyed. Rest in peace, magic bullet gun. Moderive and one of the sages arrive in the repaired balloon to pick the team up. They go back, and they all have a feast together at the Popnikan capital to celebrate. They run into some tension, though, as Hyunkle reveals himself as the former undead legion commander who destroyed the country. He surrenders himself to Princess Leona's judgment. Surprisingly, Princess Leona graciously orders Hyunkle to continue to be a steadfast disciple of Avon, which of course means he'll help die going forward. And by the way, that is... Super forgiving, considering that Hyunko must have murdered numerous Popnikans. Yeah, that's the the classic uh, anime trope of like, oh, I've defeated you, my my mortal enemy, but now you're going to be my friend and we're going to work together. <laughs> yep, all water under the bridge, no matter yeah. how many lives are lost. Exactly. Uh, so next there's, you know, also there's this great scene where Crocodine has isolated himself away from everyone, thinking he shouldn't mingle with the humans. Yeah, that's actually my favorite scene of the episode. Hmm. So Bodak comes along and makes Crocodine feel welcome. Then Crocodine ends up downing a whole barrel of alcohol that his new friends brought him. Yeah, I just love these moments with Bodok and Crocodine. Seeing Crocodine uh, become, you know, start to fit in with everybody else is really enjoyable. Yeah, as you know, he's like always self-aware of being like big beast, but like all all the humans are always like, no, no, come on, hang out with us. You're, you can be our buddy. 
We like you. Doesn't matter that you're a beast. We don't care. Yeah, it's, it's delightful. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a pleasant moment between uh, Leona and Ma'am. Uh, Leona's way of telling Mom not to be so formal to her was amusing. <laughs> In the old anime, she's actually a little bit drunk. There's a funny line where she claims, I'm fine. Wine isn't alcohol. I'm wine. Fine isn't alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue with that logic. Right. Crocodile and Hyunkle end up deciding to leave early so they can scout out Sovereign Rock Castle and the movements of the Dark Army. The episode ends with a scene of Baran overseeing the fall of the Carl Kingdom by his dragon army. Zabarera is there discussing with him their recent run-in with Dai. He explains how Dai has this mysterious power from the symbol that appears on his forehead. This upsets Baran greatly, and he suspects that the symbol looks similar to a dragon, which Zabarera is able to confirm. Why is Baran so upset? How does he know what the symbol looks like? We'll definitely find out in later episodes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an interesting difference from the old anime is another color change, as we've seen seen a lot. Like, the armor Flazard uses is a bright gold in the old anime, as opposed to the brown tones used in the new anime. Matariv also gets in some more pervy quality time with one of the female sages, female sage sisters, in a couple of scenes as well. That's our Matariv. These two episodes of the new anime cover the last bit of episode 34, all the way up to halfway through 37 of the old anime. And you know, uh, this particular episode is pretty good overall. You know, I really like seeing Dai get confident in his skills and the Avon strash that he does as he finally opens back up his eyes. It just looked really cool. And I also appreciated the great character moments that happen after the battle is done with Hyunkle, Leona, Crocodine, and the rest. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The character moments were so good. Those are often my favorite parts of the show. Also, I enjoyed that Flazard gets this new armor, and it seems like they're going to stretch out the conflict for longer, which I'm sure it did last longer in the classic show. But here it all gets resolved in one episode. You know, it's like, hey, I got this new armor, but oh, it just wasn't good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was pretty cool. I mean, more Flazard would always be nice because he's such a fun villain, but it's it's just nice to have things move at such a peppy pace from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. You know, before we leave you today, uh, we have some other Die related news. Indeed, we do. First up, volume two of the original soundtrack for the Die anime was recently released. And no need to import as this was also released in the West under Spotify and Apple Music. Shame it's not on Amazon Music because I'm not buying it anywhere else. <laughs> Next. An original Die novel will be released on December 2nd in Japan. I hear that it involves some new subplots with various regular Die characters. Yeah, and the novel will take place in the continu continuity of the original timeline, but it won't be a sequel story. It's going to take place during the events that happened in the manga. And it will be written by Yamamoto Kazuyoshi, and it'll be supervised by the manga author, Riko Sanjo. You know, I doubt this gets a Western release, but it will be interesting to see what it's about once we get more details about it, and if it gets a fan translation, because that could happen. Wouldn't mind. We also have potential exciting news about Infinity Strash, the upcoming Die console game. Yep. At the yearly Jump Festa event, which this year will be from December 17th through the 19th, a new unnamed Dragon Quest video game trailer is going to be unveiled there. Or All signs, maybe trailers. Ooh, trailers. All signs point to a new trailer for Infinity Strash, as Die is featured in the logo for the event. We're hoping they might have a release date for the game announced as well. That would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this will be like a big thing for uh, Infinity Strash since it is, you know, a jump festa, which Die is associated, the manga is associated with that. So I'm hoping there'll be a lot of big news coming out of there. So yeah, hopefully here. we'll get some release dates with it. And uh, also thanks to Yangus and Silver Alpha Lion for helping me with this, uh, getting this piece of news in the first place. And finally, last but definitely not least, 50 episodes of the new English dub 
dub of the newer die anime are now available in North America. Yeah, and it's it's an odd assortment of sites, but you will be able to get it at uh, Vudu, the Microsoft Store, or Hoopla, or at least you will hopefully soon. It, it seems to only be at the Microsoft Store so far. Yes, it's annoying because the show was supposed to launch on all three services simultaneously. Vudu's the big fish out of those three places, but die isn't there yet. Right now, we only have the options of buying episodes in Microsoft. You can see the episodes for free through Hoopla with a participating library card. But no, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so how this how that works with Hoopla when it gets to Hoopla is that uh, you know how if you go into have you ever been to a library and you see how you can like rent like DVDs and movies and stuff like that? If you say so. Well, you can not only libraries not only have books, but they also have movies that you can that not rent, but that you can borrow as well. Far well, be it for me to call you a liar. <laughs> but instead of physically doing it, they now have an app for that. So it's called Hoopla. And as long as your library participates in it, you go into the Hoopla app and you put in the your library card number and then you can digitally borrow like anime and movies and tv shows and stuff like that so once it gets there then we can actually see those 50 episodes for free as long as you get together with the local library to do it oh but that's a thing yeah it's i like it and that's kind of be the option that i'll be doing as well because i don't necessarily want to buy it digitally but i will check it out for free using my library app so that'll be that'll be good and you know it's just weird that it won't be available on streaming sites like crunchyroll but you know it is nice that they at least have a free option out of the the three options that they're supposedly going to be doing yeah i guess maybe it comes down to some weird licensing arrangements or simply that they they want to directly financially make the money back for for releasing it in north america you know they're like crunchyroll lowballed us so we're just gonna we'll just charge the consumers directly you know mm -hmm. but who knows um however as for me i'm gonna buy the heck out of the show on voodoo i know a lot of people want to own it on blu-ray and i absolutely would buy it on blu-ray but as far as watching shows goes, I would rather watch them digitally because I don't really like having to change discs. You know, I like to be able to just like push play and, and go through the episodes or, or pick them all for from a menu and not have to worry about, OK, which disc has which episode, you know. So um, I don't mind that convenience. And Voodoo is actually a really great site for buying and watching movies and such. A mm -hmm. little bit less for TV shows. But still good. You know, it's it's Voodoo and, and Amazon Prime Video for me as far as shows go. So, yeah, I look forward to being able to experience this new dub, which I have not checked out in any sh shape or form yet. So let's release it already. Anime Gods. Yeah, so you can do the voodoo that you do. Die. So well. <laughs> That's all for this episode of Slime Time Tactfully Die. If you want to prepare for the next episode, be sure to watch episodes 21 and 22 of The Adventure of Die on Crunchyroll. We don't use Patreon. If you do have any money that is just completely strashing in your wallet, pouch, bottomless bag, treasure chest, pot, barrel, safe, or even searchable wall sack, and you'd like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.woodis.com den and click on support this site. Woodis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site for decades. He personally edits every YouTube version of our podcast, and he fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running the dragon's den might hate patreon but we do love amazon affiliate links if you click the link and then make a purchase a small fraction of the sale will go to support the den it doesn't cost you anything and i'm told that it produces relatively few carbon emissions to boot we even have a slime time t-shirt you can buy by our resident artist Dwayne. see the link for it in the show notes as part of the slime time extended universe or stew you can direct comments or questions for the podcast on twitter 
and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash eastxtwitch. Come watch me play a variety of games every Saturday, kids. Getting back to Dragon Quest, consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, the only forums known to protect the enamel of your teeth. Find it from the Dragon's Den main page or at woodus.com slash forums. You can also find us and other rabid Dragon Quest fans through the Dragon Questers, Dragon Quest Tact Global, and Infinity Strash Facebook groups. We'd love to see you there. Or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore Dragon Quest fans on the officially unofficial Dragon's Den Discord server. We'd like to thank everyone that made this episode possible, including Pendy, Woodus, Dragon's Den, and Kevin Conroy, the best Batman. Rest in peace, Dark Knight. Oh, so sad to hear about that. A, long, bat- a long battle of cancer. Poor dude. Yeah, I got I got to meet him this year and, and got his autograph. And oh, he was how re- cool. He was a really nice guy, and I saw him at a panel. He had uh, fantastic stories about his time on Batman. Such a great guy. So, yeah, RIP to Kevin Conroy. Definitely. And a, a special thanks to Platty for helping me out with our rotating podcast logo. Please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast, this podcast. For more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our library of episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Audible, YouTube, and more. We'll catch you later, everybody. Don't hate. Appreciate. Time to zoom on out of here. This is Gutrude for Slime Time, reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.